Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a brand new season of Penguins Hockey here on the Penguins Radio Network. And we begin our programming tonight with our first episode of the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. And allow us to welcome to the show for the first time and in his first year in Pittsburgh, Penguins President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kyle Dubas. Kyle, thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, one game in the books, obviously yeah. not the result you guys wanted, but no. just your, your thoughts in general last night against the Chicago Blackhawks, a 4-2 loss, yeah. but a lot of buzz in the building and a yeah. good start for the team, unfortunately not the right finish. Well, I think the the fans and, and the buzz in the building and the buzz around the arena the whole day were uh, were spectacular, and I thought it was a great moment, the, the introduction of uh, Sid, uh, Chris Letang, and, and Evgeny Malkin, uh, great ovation sort of backs up everything that you've heard about the Penguins fans and their support of the team, and even the chance before the team had come out and just the, the feeling of the building during warm-up uh, really adds to a great home ice advantage for the for the group. My opinion on the game is I, I think, you know, I, I'm, you know, you want to win every single game you play. You want to go 82-0, and 0, but I think especially as we get rolling here, I don't mind that we have some uh, challenges early in the season because I think, that's that's when you find out how the group can come together and whether they can push through it and um, a lot of stuff that we can clean up and Sully and the coaching staff were already talking about last night so um, busy weekend ahead with Washington Calgary Washington's first game in their home opener and then uh, Calgary will be sitting here waiting for us so it's not going to get uh, not going to get easier here this week and uh, we have to uh, good day of practice tomorrow and, and be ready to go to Washington. Yeah, day off for the Penguins yeah. here on Wednesday before that practice day on Thursday, and then the Caps and Flames, as you mentioned. Uh, looking at the roster going into opening night, it was yeah. interesting because a lot's been made about your offseason and how much you kind of remade this Penguins team. Uh, on the opening night roster, as far as the guys that were dressed, there were eight new faces. Overall, with the 22 players, there were 10 new faces. When you see that on paper, it kind of highlights just how much change that you instituted uh, on the ice product for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, what was your kind of first impression of seeing it all in action as far as the faces that you brought in and the pieces you hope to fit in particular spots within the lineup? I think we, we played the, the, you know, in three of the exhibition games, we played most of those those people together. But it, it's a totally different environment uh, when it starts to get real in the regular season. The curtain drops on the regular season. So, um you know, I think it's going to take some time to get uh, getting used to for the players uh, and for the coaching staff. But we don't have the time to waste as the as the team here learned last year. Every single point is important, and we can't afford to uh, to put ourselves further behind the eight ball. So, um, great practice tomorrow. Continue to come together. We uh, get on the road tomorrow, and then we get some time next week where we're, where we're on the road together in, in Detroit and St. Louis. And I think, especially early in the year, those those moments are are great for the group to build uh, that trust level and camaraderie together and uh, very important as we uh, as we get uh, rolling here early how much did that Halifax trip with that help with that I mean a little unusual as far as three days and on the road in the preseason but definitely served a purpose for the team well I think it was great I thought it was it was a great trip for Sid you see how revered Sid is in in his hometown and and region Um, and it was pretty special I think especially for the newcomers to the organization to see that firsthand uh, for myself and a number of the people in the front office, but also the players who were not here before. Um, it's a pretty special trip for, for Sid, and you know, it was a wonderful ovation before the game, one of the best that, that uh, I've seen, by far the best I've ever seen in an exhibition That's game. That's pretty cool, yeah. But, uh, and, and also for Ryan Graves being from there as well and Riley Smith with ties to the area. It's very unique, and I, I thought it was great for our staff because we do have a lot of new staff as well. Uh, and I think the value of those trips um, – 
is augmented most when the team gets into the year and, and you struggle. I think it's always easy when you're starting the year and everyone's optimistic, everyone's happy, but inevitably the team's going to have its ruts and it's going to have its ups and its downs. And it's when you have those downs where the relationships and the trust that's built together is, is incredibly important. Um, you know, we lost one game, so it's not, I wouldn't classify it as a, as any sort of slump or, or a down per se. But as we get into the year and we deal with that, I think that's when those um, moments are needed most and the leadership of the whole organization is needed most. So those types of things are built uh, at, at events like that, and that's why they're important to do as a group. Big trips underway for the Penguins and a lot more in stores. This regular season just got started last night against the Chicago Blackhawks. We mentioned the new faces. We'll kind of look back on the process of bringing those faces to Pittsburgh when we come back. So stay with us here on the GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank. We're back here on the GM Show presented by S&T Bank with Penguins General Manager and President of Hockey Operations, Kyle Dubas. I'm Josh Getzoff. Kyle, um, big offseason for you guys. We mentioned all the acquisitions brought on board by the Penguins. We touched on the eight faces that were in the lineup last night against Chicago, the biggest of which, of course, was Eric Carlson. And uh, There was so much hype and, and pomp and circumstance around the process to bring him to Pittsburgh. The rumors started to float out there around the draft. It was obviously the first weekend in August when the trade was finally executed and he came on board. That process of, of one, wanting to bring a player of Eric's stature here, but also getting the deal done, what was that like uh, for you personally? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think the the process was one that, that um, you know, we, we had picked up conversations again with, with Mike Rear in San Jose right around the draft and um, where you know he was gonna they were obviously their team is has a has a very clear defined direction from Mike um, and their management team since Mike's come in there with uh, David Quinn as the head coach and in order for them to reach their objectives they felt they needed to uh, build out flexibility uh, in the in the medium term um, and and needed to acquire more draft picks prospects and the like and so you know, once we we kind of started to go through a process late June, early July with Mike, uh, and then Eric and Eric's representatives, uh, Craig Oster and Newport Sports, um, you know, and it was determined that Pittsburgh would be a fit, and that Eric and his family would, uh, you know, he had full control of the process, so right. he had to he had to approve all the teams that he would go to. Um, we went through that whole process with he and his family, and then um, you know, mid July. It became, you know, very clear that that we were going to be the team that he could, uh, that that he did want to go to, and we felt we had an inside track versus the other teams, and knowing some of the ins and outs of what was happening there uh, with those trade talks. So from that point on, it became trying to carve out a deal, and then as you see at the end, it becomes a very complex, convoluted matter because you have to involve other teams to make everything work right. uh, and and those are uh, those are ones that are more easier done at the trade deadline where the, where time is not of the um, uh, is not in surplus and when it's in late July, early August in the NHL uh, things can go much slower and so you're you know though you want to add the player and San Jose wants to get down the road where with uh, with their own process for for both of us, it was a it was an exercise in patience and continuing to stay with it. And I credit Mike Greer for, um, you know, his conviction and sticking with it and trying to execute his plan and his professionalism throughout Eric and his camp for their communication. And then in the end, it was Montreal that that came in and, and facilitated, uh, helped facilitate through. And and they're in a spot where they're looking to continually acquire assets and and uh, draft picks and. 
they were able to, you know, they took uh, they took on Casey DeSmith and Jeff Petrie from us, and then they were able to subsequently uh, acquire draft, more draft capital for them. So uh, it, w- it was great to work with Kent and, and Mike on it, and uh, obviously Eric and his group. Um, patience was the, was the key to getting it done. Makes his Penguins debut last night in that game against Chicago. So, too, did uh, Ryan Graves, and he was part of this revamped defense that you have now in Pittsburgh. And I think when people look at the top four on paper, it's hard to argue there are many better top four defensive groups in the National Hockey League, at least with how the Penguins appear. Then you also sign Ryan Shea this offseason. You claim John Ludwig off waivers just before the start of the season from Florida. Uh, eight defensemen on the opening night roster. How much of a goal was that of yours to kind of reshape what it looked like on the blue line for the Penguins? I think we just felt, uh, Josh, that um, outside of the top four, a lot of the guys that we had were similar style. And we went into free agency trying to find guys that, whether it was you know greater size and strength, physicality, penalty-killing utility, that we wanted to bring in. Shea was one of the players we targeted because of his defensive utility and his ability to, pill, uh, to kill penalties last year for Texas in the American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. He had not yet played in the NHL. And so we went down that path with, with Ryan, and we're happy that we were able to get a commitment from him because we had targeted him in free agency. And then we went through a very extensive process through the summer of identifying guys that might end up on waivers that kind of fit what we needed. Um, I, I don't think it's uh, – no one is surprised to know when you see the numbers come out on opening day as always. We are the oldest team in the league on average, um, though I think the uh, – the talent and the performance of our players at those older ages is still very special. Sure. So not all average ages are equal uh, per se, but we did want to focus on getting younger and using the waiver wire and the fact that we were, you know, 14th in the order, which is, uh, which is much higher than, than the team here is used to, to target and then bring people in. And that's what we did with Harkins and, and then Ludwig uh, on Monday. You mentioned Harkins. He's part of that forward group as well. I mean, the, the names are new there, not necessarily new to Penguins fans, especially guys like Lars Eller and uh, Noel Achari, but Jansen Harkins, Riley Smith, Matt Nieto come in as well. Um, from, a, I guess, a DNA, and I know you mentioned that Mike Sullivan always talks to you about the DNA of this team being offense, but the, the identity overall as the group, is that kind of still the, the focus when you bring in players like that? I think what we wanted to, to do, Josh, was we wanted to find uh, players that could um, – play you know whether it's the what do you want, or whatever you want to call it guys that would fit in the in the bottom six per se yep. and um that had a that had a, a defined function but also utility to go up in the lineup if needed and i think with lars he's showing that throughout his career and and i think one of the, the key parts when you're trying to fill out that bottom six group up front is you want players that know that that is their that's where they thrive, in that, and, and those players tend to be a little bit older, more experienced. Right. They've gone through the, the beginning of their career and, and thinking that they were going to be a huge offensive player, and then they, they were able to find their utility. So Lars um, not only accepts but I think enjoys the, uh, the role as you know, getting a lot of defensive zone starts, heavy on the penalty kill, has shown throughout his career he's going to be able to chip in with goals but is going to provide us a lot of defensive utility, can go up the lineup if we need at times, and really that can reduce the load defensively on, on Sid and Gino, but also um, you know chip in as well and drive play down the ice from the defensive zone and then hand the game back off to our more offensive guys in those spots. So there's a, there's a you know, for me, it's, it's always a challenge of, you know, you don't want to have guys that can only play in both roles. You want to have people that can move all around the lineup but also making sure that we're providing the coaches everything that they need to execute the system that they want. 
remake of the Penguins roster on the ice and a remake of the front office off of it. We're going to discuss some of those additions when we come back here on the GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank. Welcome back here to the GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network with Penguins President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kyle Dubas. I'm Josh Getzoff. Kyle, we mentioned the on-ice product. That's changed for the Penguins as far as the personnel. You are the forefront of the off-ice product that has changed for the Penguins, but uh, some names have also come in underneath you here in the subsequent months since you were hired the first day of June. Um, we know some of them, like Doug Wilson. We're learning some of them, like Vuki and Pofu. Uh, Jason Spezza we also know here in Pittsburgh. Um, but let's start with Doug, uh, a guy that was hired to be the senior advisor of hockey operations, clearly has a pretty impressive resume. The Hall of Fame would speak to that. Um, what kind of led you to bringing him to Pittsburgh, and how do you foresee that relationship working here? Well, it's been great with Doug so far. Obviously, I, I knew Doug from, from our interactions when he was a general manager in, in San Jose. And, um, you know, and, and we would, you know, we had various bit that we made uh, quite a few trades uh, together. Um, always enjoyed um, his handling of matters, the his view of our team. Uh, he was always a great source of counsel, uh, especially at the end of every season. He'd been through a lot, and he was always open and willing to talk about what he had seen from your team and I think those relationships are huge and important um, in in hockey and having those influences that can that can help you uh, especially your peers um, and um, you know obviously he had had a health matter that took him out of the general manager's chair in San Jose and when I came into this role in the summer the first uh, order of business was trying to fill out the front office that was going to be in here day to day but I'd always uh, felt like for myself personally, but also for the, the staff here, because it is a younger group that having people with great experience and wisdom and that are smarter than you and know more than you, um, what they can provide to, to me, but also what they can provide to, to all of our staff here uh, in terms of their own development would be massive. And also using their experience to watch our team from afar. Doug's not going to be in the office every day. But, you know, he's going to come in once a month or so. He was here all through training camp in the first half of exhibition. I just think he's a wonderful person who's, you know, obviously Hall of Fame playing career, wonderful career as an executive for over two decades with San Jose. And now we're very fortunate and very lucky to be able to have him here on staff. So he's on board as the senior advisor of hockey operations. Jason Spetz is your assistant yeah. general manager, comes over from Toronto. And Vuki Pofu, another name that, sure. that popped up in the offseason. And you and I spoke uh, previously in an event with the Penguins about the Eric Carlson deal. And I know you mentioned him in particular about how uh, when people looked at the cap and making that trade work, he was a big um, influence on how that trade was executed. Is that pretty much where, where his expertise lies? And was that what drew you to bringing him here? Well, I think Vuki, I'd met Vuki when he was with uh, Los Angeles so they on one of their trips through uh, Toronto um, I think two or three years ago now and very impressive um, you know education and background um, but also has you know played in the Western Hockey League with the Red Deer Rebels um, and then you know went to law school at UCLA and then worked for Vegas and worked for work for Los Angeles and so two teams that are tight to the cap and and in very rare. I mean, L.A., I think they did a great thing. They had he, they had Jake Goldberg, who kind of managed the day-to-day of their cap, but then had, you know, a, a right-hand man for Jake. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of teams have those. And so um, my view of it is that um, having those experiences, learning to manage the day-to-day, the league compliance, the salary cap, it's a it's a big job each day and through the off-season and educating me and giving me ideas what we can do and not do um, in combination with Vuki's own playing experience, I think, makes him a pretty special person with massive potential in, in hockey and 
being around him now every day and seeing the intellect, the way he thinks, the way he interacts with uh, with agents and and with the league office, he's been very impressive. And I think uh, we're we're very fortunate that Rob Blake and L.A. were were willing to let him go and and to kind of take over the salary cap league compliance part. He's also taken a, a large role along with Amanda Kessel in leading our hockey research and development or our analytics department. So, um, you know, he's uh, it's been great getting to know Vuki better. I knew him a little bit before, but to you work with somebody every day, it's tough to have a deep read on them, and he's been outstanding, and, and uh, the sky is the limit in terms of his potential in hockey, I feel. You kind of have an all-star staff here when you rattle off the names there. Forget about Amanda Kessel also on board. It's a deep staff too, Kyle, and, and you mentioned – all the names that you brought in and a lot of youth with that, hence Doug being hired and some other veteran names within the staff, but just the the depth of the staff. How important is that to you? Because previously in Pittsburgh, it wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. Now it's it's a large staff, and it really extends to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton too. It's kind of interesting to see how you built it out. Yeah, it's a much smaller staff than we had in Toronto, um, which I, I didn't want to go to those same levels again. I, I, I think here, you know, going from Sault Ste. Marie uh, in the OHL, where it was no staff and very small staff to Toronto, which was a which was a very large staff. I wanted to kind of err more towards the smaller group here. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that Pittsburgh is is very well known for, whether it was Ray Shero or or uh, Jim as the general manager, is that they're very well known for developing people uh, through the organization that were able to go on and run teams elsewhere. And it was one thing that we tried to build out in Toronto. Um, and um, and certainly something that I, I want us to build out here. Um, so you know, we everyone has their their defined role. Uh, Amanda Kessel and Trevor Daly are in the special assistance role, and uh, we're, we're our aim is to develop them. Amanda's in here every day. Trevor's uh, Trevor's based out of Florida, but travels in and out quite a bit, and his and his major priority is rightfully coaching. After his long career and great career is coaching. Uh, his son's uh, his son's team for for this season and but he, but all of them have a, a very unique and different um, insights into our team and into hockey in general and you know I'm, I'm it's it's a lot of fun here every day even for me I, I mean this is my 10th year in the NHL um, and I'm obviously don't consider myself to be old right. but the the youth and and the uh, energy of, of the staff is is uh, is a great boost each day coming in uh, in combination with bringing in Doug and, and Trent Mann to serve as sort of the, the more experienced uh, people to help me and, and help the group. Yeah, you mentioned Trevor. I remember when he was with the Penguins, his kids running around in the lobby here, so good to see him coaching them. You guys have a history too, right? Wasn't there some kind of a yeah, matchmaker yeah. play between yeah, you and Trevor I, Dale? And, and so when I was a young guy working for the, the Sioux Greyhounds, um, I think I was I would have been 16 or 17 in 11th or 12th grade. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Trevor um, had uh, grown an affinity for um, – one of my classmates and girl in my class named Christy West at the time. And, um, he's, uh, he's two years older than me, but he, so, but he commissioned me to, uh, attempt to get her phone number. This is way back in the day before I think ICQ was the, the okay. only, uh, online communication, uh, <laughs> uh, system back then. And uh, so he commissioned me, it was old school to get her phone number. And, uh, after a few weeks she, uh, she caved and, uh, uh, they've gone on to they went on to uh, get married and and now have two uh, two kids together and are they, they, it's got to be going on close to um, 
say 15 years now that that they've that they've been married so um that was the only time i've i've played that role and yeah. it worked out so that'll be that's the end of my matchmaking days that's that's a good way yeah. to end it yeah. on, a, on a high note and a pretty good yeah. deal if it was your first deal you worked there it's a pretty yeah. good one on yeah. the relationship front yeah. uh but you know a great group here obviously in pittsburgh looking forward to seeing what you and your staff accomplish yeah. in the years ahead and this season especially the washington capitals will await they'll be next for the penguins on friday night we'll talk about that and the youth movement around the nhl as we wind this thing down it's the gm show presented by snt bank here on the penguins radio network we're back to wind this thing down it's the gm show presented by snt bank here on the penguins radio network alongside kyle dubas i am josh Getzoff, and kyle you mentioned it uh right off the top actually that last night it was a special scene when Sidney crosby of genny malk and chris letang all introduced as one trio to the crowd at ppg paints arena the reception was awesome uh pretty significant as well because it's their 18th year as teammates that is the longest run of a trio as teammates in North American sports, uh, you think about some of the other groups, the Yankees trios, the San Antonio Spurs trios. I mean, yeah. names that, that are associated with greatness and no different with these three here with the Penguins. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, I, I come in at, at a you know, at, at the year that they're kind of crossing that threshold, right? The 18th season <laughs> together. And, you know, I've, I've watched it um, over the last nine years firsthand from afar. Right. Um, you know, I, I remember before I came into the league, there was that time when people were starting to count them out, and then they come back together, win two cups back to back in sixteen and seventeen. Um, you know, I, I, and and being around the three of them each day here uh, for the last several months, um, you could see why it's worked. Uh, you could see that it's you know the relationship between them. It's not just buddy buddy. It's 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 a relationship. Right. So it's there's accountability. There's um, they pick each other up when they're when they're down. They they push and prod one another. They have fun with one another, uh, and they just seem to thoroughly enjoy being with one another each day. Um, and they've obviously had wonderful success, all three of them, um, together as a group. And um, it's uh, I think it's you're, it's so fortunate to be able to observe it. In, in my case, you know, we were around a lot of the younger players. We you know we went through a, a rebuild in Toronto my first two years and that brought in some some elite young guys that have played together for quite a while now right. but they're not even halfway to that threshold and you see the ups and downs that they go through and and they've, they've been through it here as well i mean the team sure. you know to the stanley cup final in 08 and 09 and then it takes uh it takes uh, seven years to get back again and a lot of doubt along the way to getting back yeah. so um when i've been here now for five months or four months you begin to see the why, why they're able to continually play great, why they're able to produce for the team, why they're able to pull the team to, to higher levels, especially when people doubt it. And you see how they continue to raise their own standard. And as they raise that standard, it pulls the team with it uh, towards championships. And so, um, you know, they're, they're all into their mid to late 30s now. And it's uh, it's remarkable and, and special to be able to be around those types of relationships each day. And then, in addition, to the fact that you know this this is the ninth season with Sully as their coach. Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's a that it is also fairly unique. I don't know the exact statistics on that. How that one long, I don't have for you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's probably pretty up there, pretty much up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's rare that you see that type of strong relationship year in and year out where the standard is. You're trying to win each season, and, and fortunate for me as a younger executive, great learning tool and experience. 
When you think about that game last night, obviously Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, three Stanley Cup championships. I'm sure Connor Bedard would be happy with one as his career progresses. Yeah. But I kind of felt like, I don't know if you remember that picture of LeBron James breaking the scoring record for the NBA and Phil Knight's in the first row, the founder of Nike, and he's just watching and all the cameras are up. With the opening faceoff last night, I was leaning forward watching Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby thinking this is really cool. And you're looking around and everyone's got their phones up because it's a, a pretty iconic moment yeah. when you think about the two guys colliding. Um, last night we get to see Bedard for the first time. Didn't disappoint. It was very impressive. Picks up his first point and assist in the Blackhawks win. You've been lucky enough, and you mentioned it yourself, to, to kind of see guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner come into the league and have a ton of success. This league is a young man's game right now. Not to take anything away from, the, as you mentioned, the older guys in the Penguins roster that are still performing at a really high level, but you think about all these names coming in and the success that they have immediately upon entering the league. Just how interesting has that been to see it kind of change in that aspect and really almost you know, extrapolate with all these young guys coming in and being really, really productive? Well, I think one of the great and cool things is I think that's the best way to put it is that it's cool is yeah. that uh, Sid is in his is his 19th season 19th, 19th yeah. season with the team and he's going up against Bedard who's um, you know in his first yeah and is an 18 year old kid right and you know you, the Bedard parents before the game like it the Sidney Crosby is their favorite player and Sid and it's not as though he's going up against Sidney Crosby and he's struggling right. and it's it's at the very end he's going up against Sidney Crosby coming off of a, an elite season yeah, 93 and, points. and and continuing to play at a very high level and so i think one of the one of the best parts about this era of hockey is that you have you have right now as i look at it you almost have three generations of great players competing against each other all at a very high level you have the Crosby Ovechkin Group, right, and then you have the McDavid, uh, Drysital, uh, Matthews group, McCarr, whomever you want to yeah, throw sure. into that into that group of people, and then you now you have Bedard as sort of the 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 next as right. you know nine seasons later he comes along, um, you know where you want to put Jack Hughes he kind of traverses the the group and like there are so many players night in night out that you can turn on the TV and watch and and they're elite special talents and and they're much and they're must watch. Right. And the best part I think for hockey is that they're from three different generations and it's so cool that like that Connor Bedard's parents their favorite players Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's such a unique time because of I think when I when I see Sid and and, and Crystal Tang and Gino and Eric Carlson here like the, the amount of work that they put in to maintain their level is so elite. But at the same time, young players are also putting in more work when they're 14, 15, 16. So they're able to come in the league and be elite right away. And right. I was fortunate to see it with, with Austin uh, in Toronto um, and, and Mitch in Toronto. Um, so right away, they're at that level. And I just think it's made the game so great each night. And it's what keeps you coming back each day even when you when you lose the opener and you're down in the dumps you go you know you, you get back at it because friday night you've got crosby against ovechkin which has been one of the best right rivalries and and debates in in hockey for the last two decades so it, it's it's moments and and things like that that i think make the game so special but also make being here in pittsburgh so special because sid has such a high standard and and still is performing at such a um, at such a elite, elite level, and now all of these younger guys are are going to come and try and 
take their shot and he's also ultra competitive so i think you know that that opening face off you know you could watching from my perspective i didn't have my phone i was i think those moments yeah you, you very like there, there are going to be better pictures that are going to be taken by, by <laughs> photographers if you really want one right when i've i've tried over time to when you're when you're at those things just to watch and take it in because mm-hmm. you're very rarely good it's like when you go to a concert and everyone films it yep and like how often do you song, go yeah. back through the and watch the song over again? And so I, you know, I, I try now, as I've gotten a little bit older, to take in those moments and and try to remember the feeling, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Yeah. But it was it was cool. And um, but you see Sid's competitiveness right off the draw. He totally cleans Wins it out. Clean. It's like a, like really clean. Yeah. Right. And it's a welcome to the NHL moment. But I think that's why hockey right now has a massive opportunity to really push itself mm-hmm. and. Uh, because of how great the, these multiple generations of players all playing at a high level at the same time are. I, I, I can't go back in time and know whether that existed before, but I think the science of it and how committed these guys are to their craft um, has allowed this to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that ESPN commercial says it best, the golden age of hockey is here when you see all those highlights. And to your point, it's definitely here, and we're looking forward to this season ahead. Kyle, it was fun doing the first show with you, and uh, looking forward to our our shows down the line this year. Good luck against Washington and beyond. Thank you. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah, appreciate it. That is Penguins President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kyle Dubas. couple of programming notes. Penguins will play the Capitals on Friday night, 6.30 pregame show. Then Steve Mears and the old 2-9er Phil Bork will have the call for you at 7.30 from D.C. For Sportsnet Pittsburgh, we finally get going after a couple of ESPN games on Saturday night against the Calgary Flames, 6 o'clock on the pregame show. Then Colby Armstrong and I will have the call of the Pens and the Flames at 7 o'clock Saturday night at PPG Paints Arena. For Kyle Dubas and our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, I'm Josh Getzoff. This has been the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. Good night, everybody.